Welcome back to Half the Battle. I'm your host, as always, Daniel Levy, and joining me on this very special edition of Half the Battle is Jordan Rinaldi. Jordan, thanks so much for taking the time, man. I appreciate it, man. No problem. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. So, I mean, dude, a week ago, you just got the call that you're going to step up on short notice to fight Abel Trujillo in your UFC debut. How pumped were you when you got that call, man? I was pumped. I was excited. I was happy. There were so many emotions going through my head. I was I was elated, though. I mean, that's the best word to say. Now that you've had some time to process it, shit must have gotten pretty real, huh? <laughs> it got real quick. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's funny, dude. I was actually at your fight with Clay Harvison in ATL. You know, you choke him out, and it was a very beautiful performance. After the fight, I walked up to you, and I was like, dude, be expecting a call from the big show very soon. Now, it, did, <laughs> it, it didn't come as soon as I thought, but here you are, man. You're about to make your debut. Yes, yes. I've been blessed, man. It, it did take a little bit of time, but I also don't have the best record, so I understand. Well, you know, I respectfully disagree. I actually think your record's really good, and I'll tell you why. Because you look at a lot of these guys, and, you know, they might be, uh, you know, 15-0, and 0, but their record's completely padded. But with you, you've been fighting <laughs> tough dudes since the start. I mean, you finished uh, Dennis Bermudez in, like, your fourth pro fight. So talk about that experience. Well, with the – you're talking about the Bermudez fight or – Oh, just uh, – just... Just your experience in general, the fact that, you know, you are a, a seasoned fighter, and now you're making your UFC debut versus going in there completely uh -huh. green. Oh yeah, and and it, the record shows that I've I've been battle tested. I've been in those hard fights where it was tough with guys who went on to that next level. Um, and it's always great to have that kind of experience to know that you're not going in there against someone who's obviously going to be good if he's in the UFC already, and you know already having that in uh, your past. It it really helps and gives you confidence knowing that you can battle with these guys. You're at that level, you deserve to be there. No doubt about it. And what's it like for you overcoming adversity? Because you have had setbacks in the past, but you know a lot of guys would have quit the sport for you. You put your head down and grind, and now you're on a five-fight win streak. Yeah, I mean, it, it was important for the adversity, though, because it, it helped grow me as a person and as a fighter in general. So uh, I, I really appreciate it. And people don't look at those kinds of things like losses and uh, um injuries as blessings but they really can be blessings in disguise and we, we just need to look at them in, from a different perspective and say all right this is where i can gain and learn and and you know grow as a person and a fighter oh uh, no doubt about it man i mean i think it's important for every fighter to take that first l because you, know, you don't get out of the sport undefeated and it's important for fighters to understand what they need to work on and to grow and evolve exactly some people uh I'm a big Panthers fan. I'm from Carolina. And so uh, one of the things that Ron Rivera, the coach, was saying uh, when they were going on their winning streak this year was, you know, winning covers up a lot of flaws. And and for people who have only won, they, they don't see where they're weak at sometimes. They, the the good parts kind of overshadow the, the weaknesses. So it is good to take some losses every now and then. Yeah, and speaking of the Carolina Panthers, I mean, there's no shame in losing to my Atlanta Falcons, you know what I mean? Your Atlanta Falcons? When is that going to happen? I know, right? Yeah, I know. This uh, <laughs> they're, they're building a new stadium instead of building the team. But no, back to you, man. I mean, look, you're taking Abel Trujillo on in your UFC debut. We all know what to expect from this guy. He's super explosive. He's got a lot of knockout power. And I mean, he's basically very dangerous in the first round and a half. You ready to weather a serious storm? 
Yes, I mean, that's, that is exactly what he is. That first round and a, and a half, he is a firecracker. He is, he is one of the most explosive people, I think, in the UFC right now uh, as far as fast twitch and, and speed and agility and all that. But he also has a, a suspect gas tank, and, and that's what uh, – if you want to take it into deep waters with him, that's a good idea with uh, face and able. He is, he is wild, though. He's aggressive. He's explosive. He's powerful. So those are the things that, that we all know about Abel. He's, he's a, and he's a well-rounded uh, fighter in the UFC. He's not in the top 10 yet, but, I mean, he's up there. Yeah, he's well-rounded, and he's also got UFC experience, which you can never underestimate. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they call you all day for a reason. And uh, you ready to go all day in this fight? <laughs> I am, I am. My cardio has never been better, and, and I've really worked on my, my explosiveness because that's always been something that has been lacking. So I've worked a lot of my quick twitch muscles, but also at the same time my, my endurance has really has gotten better over the last year and a half since I found a new strength and conditioning coach. He's really you know, taken a liking to me and, and put me through the paces to where I can, I can outpace most people, I think, at 155 now. Well, that's definitely important in a fight like this because, you know, mentally speaking, you must know that there is a chance you might face some early adversity. But as long as you hang in there, you can win this fight for sure. Of course. And, and it's not if I face some early adversity. It's, it's going to happen. I mean, he's explosive. He's quick. He, he has these good attributes at the beginning of the fight, but they dwindle. So, I mean, I'm expecting it. I, I know what's going to happen. And you watch his past fights and, and you see what the plan is uh, for him. And it's coming out there and, and trying to get you out early. And I think because it's my UFC debut, he might go out there trying to take advantage of that, that I might have the, you know, the nerves in the octagon and uh, try to really expose that and try to get me out quickly. So, I mean, that's what we're expecting. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. I mean... He does come out quick, as we already mentioned. And, dude, I got to talk about that back take that you have. Because, man, in that Clay Harvinson <laughs> fight, I was like, geez, that was that was a thing of beauty, man. How long have you been working on that thing? I've never done it. I don't know what the technique was. But, honestly, I can. one of the best parts of my MMA and jiu-jitsu in general is finding a way to take the back. And in high school, I was a big leg rider. Uh, and so I'm – it's just natural for me to find ways to take the back and, and I'll take the back from almost anywhere. It, it was just a, uh, positioning drill. Basically, you know, you, you run that kind of stuff all day long in practice. And then when it happens in fights, people say, Oh man, that's incredible. Well, it, it's just being aware of where you are, where the person is and, and being able to feel his body and find it. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned about wrestling in high school. I just wrestled in high school. I, I wasn't the greatest in the world, but I attribute that to my young age in high school and my young or my uh, late blooming self as a as a man. So I was a tiny one of or my senior year. I was a one twenty five or so. You can oh, imagine damn. I wasn't full grown even close when when I was in high school. Dude, that's crazy because you're a big lightweight. So I mean, when did uh? When did you start maturing, man? Because, I mean, geez, you're a big lightweight, but you were a 125-er in high school? Shoot, my, my freshman year, I was about 90 pounds in high school. <laughs> then I went to 103, or I really was about 105, and then 119, and then 125 my senior year. My, my freshman year in college, I gained like 40 pounds of basically muscle and size. It was, it was pretty nice. 
Yeah, and I mean, I bet that wrestling base, I mean, I, I know for a fact from watching your fights, it's benefited you throughout your career. Oh, without a doubt. And and the the challenge in this fight is that Abel comes from, one, a, a powerhouse wrestling school here in North Carolina that I know of very well. And he's he's got a great wrestling base. And for technically-wise, his... Uh, uh, scholastic wrestling is much better than mine. I mean, there's no doubt about it, but this is MMA. It's, it's not quite the same. And I, and I preach this to people all the time is that MMA wrestling is different than scholastic. So hopefully I can uh, show people that my wrestling for MMA is uh, pretty darn good. Now we talked about the athleticism. Let's talk about the, the mental side of things, the heart and the will to win. Do you believe that you have more heart and mental fortitude than able to hear? You know, I, I can't really say that about Abel and what he has. I can only comment on what I have. And, and you know, when you when you go through the paces that I have, when you've uh, thought about retiring because you struggled so much, and when you went through uh, losing four out of five fights in a row, and and, you know, when you go through that stuff, and then you keep on plugging away, and then you get that call, it just kind of reaffirms everything that you've been working towards and, and the hard work that God's allowed me to do and, and help me with. So, I mean, for myself, it's going to take a lot. And I mean a lot to make me want to give up. It, it, it's just not part of my DNA. I'm a, I'm a blue collar kind of guy and I just, I'm a workhorse. And that's what it, I kind of pride myself on is that I will not mentally break. I don't do that. That's not what I am. And, and who knows what Abel is? I mean, he's obviously a great athlete and he's accomplished many things, but I can't say what level his heart is in the in the fight. Yeah, I feel you, man. Now, you mentioned how, you know, you did lose four out of five at one point in your career. You thought about hanging it up, but I mean, what kept you in there, man? I mean, what made you, you know, go on a five-fight win streak and then get that call to make your UFC debut? Well, it was, it was a combination of just support from my, my old roommates out in Las Vegas. Mark and uh, Tyler kind of pushed me to keep going. And then also when I got home and, and I felt rejuvenated when I moved back from Las Vegas and I, and I really had my family and friends around to support me and my teammates that, that kind of gave me the encouragement that I needed. And, and you know, I, I did a lot of praying and a lot of time with the Lord and figured out what I wanted to do and what I was meant to do. And, and I figured out that this was it. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's definitely what you're meant to do. Cause like I said, when I saw you fight, I was like, damn, this is a UFC caliber fighter. Now I want to talk about your setback to Muntasri because it's important for fighters to take a big setback and then, you know, reassess things, learn from it. Now you didn't have to take that fight. As far as I heard, he missed weight by a mile, and you could have pulled, you could have pulled out. But you said, "No, man, I'm going to come here and fight," and it didn't go your way. But I mean, since then, you've been on a five-fight win streak. So, what did you learn from that bout? Well, a lot of the things that we did before, management-wise, and or just decisions with the fight were poor before that. He missed weight by he called, or I got a call the morning of lands, and they said, you know, he's going to be way overweight, he can make 160, but um, can you do that? And I was like, you know, 160, whatever. I was upset, but then we got to the weigh-ins and his hair's all gelled and nice. He's just sitting there all good, and he comes in at 164, not even trying to cut the weight. And so at that point, I should have said, you know, he hasn't even tried to cut the weight. He's not struggling at all. He's going to go in there 
nine, 10 pounds heavier than me easily and be well hydrated, well nourished, everything like that. He didn't even try to do it. He wasn't a professional. And, and at that point we should have probably or possibly pulled out of the fight. But at the same time, uh, when I was in the cage, I made some mistakes and, and no matter what it is, what he did before the fight, what I'm, what mistakes I made in the cage caused me to lose that fight. He took advantage of mistakes that I made and, and that's, that has nothing to do with him making weight. It has everything to do with me making mistakes. So, I mean, it, it just highlighted what I need to work on and, and it was something that we got back to the table and started working on. Yeah, and I commend you for it, man, because not only did you come back and, like I mentioned a couple times, go on a five-fight streak, but you took the proper amount of time off. A bunch of guys would come back a month later, two months later. That's not enough time. You took, you know, five, six months off, then you go up against my buddy Joe Elmore, and you uh, beat him via unanimous decision. So how good was it to, mm-hmm. you know, bounce back and get that victory? It was nice. The 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 time off thing is so important, and, and it's something that my wife and I have discussed about brain injuries and everything, and and concussions are very serious. And, and obviously if you saw that knockout, I was, I was concussed for sure. So, uh, I take my health very seriously and I think it's important for a long life and to to be walking well and to be mentally there when I'm older. So, I mean, it was important for me to take the time to, to recuperate and heal. And then coming back and getting a, a good solid win is, is always great. Yeah, absolutely, man. You mentioned how, you know, you started doing things smarter, not just in your training, but as far as the management side of things, you know, your brother is your manager. And, you know, I got to say it was a absolute pleasure, you know, speaking with him to, to set this interview up. A lot of times with a lot of these managers or PR guys, you know, it's a whole ordeal, but you, you guys got a real family vibe going on there. Yeah, I mean, my brother, he managed me since day one and I, we just signed a new manager, but who has stronger ties to the UFC, but still my brother basically does a lot of the work for me. And, and my brother, I know without a doubt has my best interests at heart. He's the person I trust more than anyone in the world, except for my wife. So, I mean, having that, that connection with my brother being my manager, always looking out for the best interest. It's, it's a blessing to have, a brother who is that invested in me and my career when he has his own career, his family, his children and wife, you know, it's just being, it's amazing to have him there helping me every step of the way and being at every fight almost and, and uh, flying wherever he needs to and driving wherever we need to go. It's a real blessing. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing, man. Well, dude, your dedication is paying off. You're making your UFC debut. How do you see this fight with Abel Trujillo going down? I see it going down uh, a long, exciting, dirty fight. I mean, it, it's going to be rough and tough. It's it's going to be back and forth, I think. And, and uh, I think people are going to be surprised when they see what I have to bring to the table. Yeah, I think they are too. You know, by the fact that I've seen you fight before, and I can tell you right now, they are going to be surprised, man. Well, hey, Jordan, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me right here, right now on Half the Battle. Just let the audience know where they can follow you on social media and anything else you got coming up aside from your UFC debut this Sunday on Fox Sports 1. Let us know now, man. Uh, All my handles are Jordan Rinaldi or Jordan L. Rinaldi. I I don't know, but I'm on all the... Uh, regular stuff, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, uh, Twitter. So if you could, just give me a follow. I'd appreciate it. I'm sure the UFC brass would like that and uh, hopefully help me out down the road with that. And then 
Yeah, just tune in Fox Sports 1 on uh, Sunday night. Awesome. Jordan, thanks so much for taking the time, man, and best of luck against Abel, dude. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the time. Anytime, brother. Thank you. There you have it, folks. Jordan Rinaldi. And, man, I'll tell you what. Not a lot of guys would have stepped up on a week short notice to face a guy like Abel Trujillo. So mad props to Jordan. And he's going to go out there and fight tough. Never count this guy out. Odds makers have him as a plus 250 dog as of now. So you can never count out a guy as gritty and determined as Jordan Rinaldi. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Best Fight Picks. Go to bestfightpicks.com and subscribe to Half the Battle on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And until the next time, enjoy the fights.